Welcome to the Morning News Podcast for Thursday, December 17th. We begin with an update from the Calgary Airport Authority on holiday travel this year. We get the latest on the amount of traffic the airport expects to see this season and some tips to make travel as smooth as possible amidst the pandemic. Next, we hear about an ambitious new campaign to provide credible current information to Albertans on COVID-19. We get details on the new 19 to 0 initiative. And finally, it may just be a chance to get away from the city or perhaps it's a holiday tradition in your house, a mountain getaway. But do Alberta's mountain towns want you to visit at this time? We speak with the Mayor of Canmore, John Borrowman, and the Mayor of Banff, Karen Sorensen, for the answer. 709 on the morning news. Some people are still flying out to visit friends or family over the holidays. And if you are, there are some things you should know before arriving at YYC. Joining us now is Reed Feist, the Manager of External Communications and Media Relations at the Calgary Airport Authority. Good morning to you, Reed. Hey, good morning, Andy. Uh, thanks for taking the time with us. And, and I'm wondering, you know, normally we, we hear these stories about the airport's busiest days will be this day or that day. So I'm wondering when you expect the airport to start getting busy and uh, does the time frame differ from a, a quote-unquote regular year this year? Yeah, well, we know a lot has changed uh, in the last nine months and a lot has changed at the airport. So, yeah, so we do want people to be prepared if they are traveling uh, during this holiday, uh, during 2020. And so we do expect... Uh, higher volumes starting uh, tomorrow uh, through the weekend, the way the holiday fa- falls, and then uh, right up until uh, Christmas Eve. So if, if you are traveling, if, if uh, you are taking a flight, uh, we've got some great tips on our website at yyc.com slash holidays to try and make that experience as easy as possible. Um, while there will be less people in the airport, and there have been for many months, uh, there are extra security precautions, et cetera, that uh, may take a little bit more time. So, so we are asking people to still come early if they are traveling um, today, over the weekend, or right leading up until Christmas. Okay, you know, getting there early, obviously, always good advice any time of the year, but particularly this time. Any other uh, tips to travel healthy over the holidays and, and for safety precautions people should know? Yeah, well, we have our Fly Healthy YYC program uh, in place, and that was internationally recognized this year. Uh, Everything that we do right now is really focused on safety. It always has been, but even more so because of the pandemic. So, uh, you know, all the enhanced cleaning, hand sanitizer galore through the airport, and, of course, the mandatory mask requirement in the terminal. Um, We also do have some changes. We imagine people haven't been through our airport in some time. The majority have. So um, if you're flying WestJet, their domestic check-in has changed uh, in the past couple of weeks. They've moved back home to their more permanent home between uh, doors one and four on the departures level. It's a brand new, bright, open space with uh, the newest technology. And um, we are also this year to to try and space people out as much as we can inside the, the open concourses. We are going to be running domestic flights outside in our uh, our international concourse, excuse me. So typically that's concourse D, and that would have been only if you're flying to Mexico or Europe, etc. But we're going to be putting some domestic flights in there. So so if you're traveling, check that boarding pass once you check in. uh, Check the flight information display board so uh, you know if potentially you might be in concourse D. And of course, we also have our international border pilot testing program um, led by the government of Alberta. So if you're coming home from an international destination, if you're eligible, you might be able to reduce that self-isolation period. Okay, you say if you might be eligible, so I'm not sure I don't want to put you on the spot, but 
uh, what are some of the eligibility requirements, like what sorts of travelers, what destinations? Yeah. And also, is, is it a case if, uh, for example, this is a two-pronged question for you, Reid, um, if you don't live in Calgary and Calgary's your stop, do you have the ch- uh, chance, because I understand there might be additional testing, to test in your hometown? So if you can break those details down for Yeah. So for the for as much as I understand uh, the program, the government of Alberta is really leading it. Mm-hmm. It's any international flight that arrives directly into Calgary. Okay. So, you know, if you're flying from Puerto Vallarta to Calgary, then you you can participate from, um, you know, Palm Springs to Calgary. If, if perhaps you were doing Puerto Vallarta, Vancouver, Calgary, you would not be eligible. Okay. If that, that's and, and and as you say, you, you do no matter um, no matter if your your test is your first test or your second test are positive or negative, you have to remain in Alberta for 14 days. So uh, if, you're, if your final destination is in Calgary, it could be Edmonton, it could be Fort McMurray, it could be Grand Prairie, Lethbridge, mm-hmm. but you, you, you cannot leave Alberta within uh, those 14 days, no matter the test results. Yeah, you have to do that follow-up, uh, totally understandable, uh, but it does, you know, give people, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, perhaps some more confidence, and it's nice to have the pilot program here in our city. I'm wondering, have you seen a bump since the announcement of this pilot program? Are you seeing more people uh, wanting to travel to international destinations? Well, we've definitely seen so much interest. I have to say probably every, almost every call, every email, every social media uh, message that we get is about the pilot and questions as, as you just asked about eligibility. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we, we do think um, that, you know, this government approved and science-based program is, is really key to helping give that confidence to travel and ultimately in the long term to help recover. Uh, our industry, whether it's airports or airlines, have been hit tremendously hard uh, because of this. And our volumes are down, uh, you know, 80% still. Uh, and so this type of program, we hope will lead uh, to a more systematic strategy across Canada and hopefully the world in terms of testing so so that people can feel safe traveling and, and it gives them the option to travel without those quarantine periods. It's interesting because I've had family and friends both say well, maybe a trip to Mexico. They're talking about it. And that's a conversation before this pilot program. I don't think they would have you know, even been entertained. Also, when it comes to this program, do you know if there's a cost involved or if you're traveling, it's just uh, part of the protocol uh, because you're part of the pilot? Yeah, so the pilot, which is government uh, paying for it, so it is free uh, for that arrival test and also for that follow-up test um, afterwards. Uh, and, and that's within the scope of the 26-week pilot or 52,000 tests, whichever comes first. Um, there is also the option, the government and airlines have also put... Um, uh, pre-departure tests, so some destinations that you're going to, for instance, Hawaii, you need a negative um, test within 72 hours of departure. There are options for people to get those tests, but those, but those are at a cost to the traveler if they, if they wish to make those trips. We've talked a lot about the differences this year because it certainly is a different year, but some things remain the same when it comes to holiday travel, Reed, and that uh, Includes gifts. If you want to go visit your cousin, mm-hmm. your brother, or sister, and you, you've got the perfect uh, wrapping room in your house and you want to make it look beautiful, leave the wrapping until you arrive, right? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, that's always the best in case um, cats are security partners have some uh, extra questions or need to look into those, um, whether they're checked or, or in your carry-on luggage. And, um, and of course, th- there are some relaxations, too, about what you can bring, bring through security. Uh, they have uh, cats as relaxed how much hand sanitizer you can bring uh, through. It can be more than the 100 milliliter uh, limit. Um, although we, we have, hand, as I say, hand san- our gift to you is hand sanitizer. 
in the airport. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it is going to be a, a busier time at the airport, but, but nowhere near where we would have seen uh, last year. You know, Andy, for, for comparison, you know, we would have seen 50,000 people coming and going, uh, say tomorrow or on the weekend. And, and right now we're seeing about 10,000 people. So it, it, the volumes are still dramatically down, and, and we anticipate this to be a multi-year recovery. Just before we let you go, Reid, uh, we've got another uh, 15 or 20 seconds, but this is an important question because last hour we talked about the first thing you want to do when the pandemic is over, and, uh, you know, the majority of people say they want to travel. Uh, where would you like to travel, uh, you know, once everything is done? Reid, what's on your uh, number one uh, destination list? Well, you know, I love Hawaii, so that, that is hopefully the, the next place. But we, we've been doing lots of uh, travel, refundable travel purchases over the pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we do have a trip that we can go to the Maldives that we got a great deal on. So I'm, we're looking forward, hopefully, to booking that maybe late next year or uh-huh. early 2022. Everybody's looking forward, and it's nice to have the time <laughs> to plan these trips. Happy yeah, holidays. Uh, happy holidays to you, Reed. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Same to you and all your listeners, Andy. You betcha. That is Reed Feist, Manager for External Communications and Media Relations at the Calgary Airport Authority. 8.12 on the morning news. A new initiative has combined academics, public health experts, economists, and other professionals to help shift public perceptions surrounding COVID-19. Teresa Tang, co-chair of the initiative, joins us now with more on the 19 to 0 project. Good morning to you, Teresa. Hi, good morning, Andrew. Good morning to you, and thanks for taking the time. So I want to start from the beginning. How did this idea come to be, and and how did these different groups come together? Oh, it's a great question, Andrew. So 19 to 0 is actually an Alberta-grown group of health experts, researchers, behavioral scientists, marketing professionals, like you had mentioned, um, now representing people from across the country, even the globe, actually, um, working together to ensure Canadians and Albertans get vaccinated when one becomes available. Um, And in the interim, really are practicing safe public health behaviors like masking, physical distancing. And so this group really grew out of Alberta, but is quite unprecedented when you think about the diverse organizations and people that have really come together and said, you know, let's work together to end COVID. And so we're very, very excited about this work and happy to be launching this week. So why was it important to have uh, different sectors and in, in, in different backgrounds coming together? And, and what is the power in that in your eyes? You know, I think that this is such an important time for Albertans and Canadians right now. This is, you know, an all-hands-on-deck time and all-hands-on-deck all approach. You know, we need the collective problem-solving of so many to, you know, really move forward with a level of confidence in um you know, getting vaccinated when one's going to be available to Canadians. Um, And in the interim, really ensure that we keep our numbers down so that we can eventually open up our economy in its full force, you know, see our loved ones, you know, get back to a level of normalcy. So, you know, it really is going to take different people, every individual, and then different people from every every area to figure out how do we end this together. So... Yeah, I hopped so, online and it's it's outstanding. Nineteen to zero dot ca. That's nineteen t o zero z e r o dot ca. And what's really interesting about this, uh, Teresa, is it looks like a, a a fairly good mix of straight up education, but also uh, combating misinformation. Was that one of the goals? Yeah, 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a number of activities actually under our coalition of 19 to 0. But one of the ones that I think most Albertans and Canadians will be seeing over this next period of time is that we'll be launching a series of campaigns actually across the country that are focused on really shifting people's perceptions, but increasing their confidence in, you know, the vaccine that's going to be available to them in the new year and really encouraging people to practice safe behaviors in the interim. It will include things like, you know, tackling misinformation, you know, um, preparing people with the information that they need so that they can move confidently into the new year. So we'll be rolling out a number of campaigns um, on social media, TV, radio, and so people will hopefully be seeing 19 to 0 a lot more in a number of our campaigns in the new year. And what's interesting about this is, you know, not only are we thirsty for the information, there just seems to be so much out there, and it seems like almost a moving target because there's new information. For example, with the rollout of the vaccine that began this week in our province, it changes so often. So I'm, I'm thinking that's one of the reasons that you find this mm-hmm. important is you can have the one steady source. You're absolutely right, um, Andrew. And I think, um, you know, what we want Canadians to feel is that they can feel confident in, you know, our, uh, you know, I would say like nonpartisan, globally um, represented uh, group that says, you know, these, this is the best we know about the evidence and the research right now. This is, this is why Canadians feel confident. And there is a lot of um, unknowns as we move into the new year, but we know that getting vaccinated and continuing to practice safe public health behaviors is one of the best ways that we can end COVID together and that we can really, again, you know, reopen our economy, like reopen our economies, see our loved ones. And let's, let's hope that next Christmas we can all spend time together. So it's a great attitude and uh, it's something we can all uh, look ahead to. Thanks for your time, Teresa. Thanks so much, Andrew. That is Teresa Tang, co-chair of 19 to 0. And again, online at 19, that's the number 19, T-O-0-Z-E-R-O dot C-A. 8.43 on the morning news. As cases continue to rise across the province, should you be planning a visit to Alberta's mountain towns this holiday season, or are they asking travelers to stay home? For some answers, we're joined now by Canmore Mayor John Borrowman with an update on all things Canmore. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good. Thank you for taking the time with us. Uh, are the doors open for business for visitors in Canmore, or is it a complicated situation? Well, it is complicated. You know, from the very beginning of the pandemic, we, we have relied on the advice and recommendations of Dr. Hinshaw, given we don't have any expertise on staff here. And um, it's important to note that... Uh, uh, Dr. Hinshaw recommends against non-essential travel, and um, and she has other direction as well, including uh, uh, if you must travel, follow physical distancing and gathering restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. So it's difficult once again for a community like Canmore, whose businesses often depend on on visitors from uh, well from the region to be. Uh, speaking against non-essential travel. But, um, Andrew, we, we remain, uh, Canmore is a, a service center for, for our neighboring communities. Uh, so we continue to uh, uh, see people from Lake Louise, uh, Banff, the MD Bighorn, and even as far east as Stony Nakoda coming here for essential services. So, 
we have to, um, we will allow for, for that continued travel. And we have a number of uh, second homeowners who uh, live in the city, and, and that's still um, uh, acceptable travel. What about hotels and lodging? Uh, still open in limited capacity? What, what's the situation there? I understand they are, and, and my understanding is that the most recent uh, restrictions limit the uh, hotels to uh, a very small number of rooms that they can rent out, and uh, but the hotels can't be operating, operating their restaurants or pools or gyms or anything. It's uh, room service only, so it's fairly restrictive in, in nature. Mm-hmm. It uh, it's important to note that, that we have uh, just this week um, added uh, another clause to our masking bylaw. We've had the mask bylaw in place since July, um, making it mandatory to wear masks in indoor public spaces. And this week we've added to that to uh, to have it mandatory to wear a mask. If you're outdoors in a a lineup situation waiting to get into, you know, the post office or grocery store or something. Okay, well, good to know the latest information. Uh, Thank you so much and uh, happy holidays to you, Mayor. Thanks, and to you as well, Andrew. That is Mayor John Borrowman, the mayor of Canmore. 849 on the morning news, continuing our conversation on how Alberta's mountain towns and getaways are faring amid the pandemic. We are joined now by the mayor of Banff, Karen Sorensen. Good morning to you, Mayor. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, we've uh, had the chance to speak with you during the pandemic. And it seems like every time it's a a different conversation because the rules and restrictions may be changing. So I'm going to put the question to you that I put to Mayor John Borman from Canmore. Are you encouraging travelers to stay home instead of visiting the mountains this holiday season? What's the status? It's a great question, and it it can be a bit of a mixed message. Um, In terms of visiting, the government of Alberta has told Albertans that non-essential out of town travel is discouraged. But at the same time, the province has kept the ski hills open, all Banff hotels are open, uh, and of course, Chief Medical Officer has talked about the importance of outdoor activity, which of course Banff, Camwar, Bow Valley, Banff National Park certainly offer. So we, I guess the bottom line is people must follow province-wide restrictions, uh, and I would add to that Banff's unique um, mask bylaw, uh, but we are open for business. And e- even if you're walking down the, uh, the, the avenue there and you want to g- get some unique gifts, uh, I'm assuming that those uh, stores and boutiques still open, but under the same protocols across the province? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if people are planning to come, the message I'd really want to get out, they have to be vigilant. Please keep a two-meter distance. And perhaps most importantly, plan ahead. Hotels have to be booked in advance. You can't just walk in and and check in at that time. Restaurants are closed. There's no drive-thrus in Banff. We don't don't have drive-thrus in Banff. Uh, People must call ahead to order takeout. Uh, As you said, retail shops have limited occupancy. Uh, and sometimes even a whole family can't enter at the same time. And please bring masks with you um, all indoor places. Uh, and then Banff has an outdoor mask bylaw that extends in our downtown core and right through Banff Avenue. We've also mentioned and want people to understand that neck tubes, bandanas, or scarves do not qualify as masks. It must be a, a COVID-appropriate mask. Wow, that's, um, thanks for letting us know that because that's something I'm sure a lot of people would be you know, not in the know and, and roll up to the town. Let's talk about the, the mounting COVID cases 
and what it looks like in Banff right now and the resources available to residents when it comes to, to, to testing uh, for COVID-19? Yeah, so we were very blessed. We had relatively few cases in the town of Banff over the entire summer. I think we were at about 20 in total. But with this uh, second wave, uh, we were hit very hard. Uh, at one point last month, we had the highest per capita number of cases in the province because we do have a low population. Uh, Banff's population is around 9,000. And then in the whole region, including Lake Louise, et cetera, we're around 13,000. So that makes for a very large per 100,000 uh, case count. Um, we are happy to see that the numbers are going down. We are currently at 65 cases for our region, and we are grateful that the cases were brought under control. Really very great thanks to the rapid response of our employers in Banff and the fact that our residents uh, really took the spike seriously and have followed all restrictions. So we're seeing our numbers come down. We are very grateful to our employers in Banff. a lot of our residents are housed through their employer, and of course, the employers have, even if they're closed, allowed people to stay in their accommodation, and perhaps more importantly, have 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 fed them and and looked after them. Uh, we have uh, also quite a unique situation. Uh, the YWCA in Banff has provided isolation rooms for us since the spring, and now the Banff Centre is also offering us some isolation rooms. We have a lot of people here who live in staff accommodation and aren't in a position to isolate if required to do so. And so we've set up these isolation centers where people um, through the proper channels can go and be checked into these places and be looked after by the community and by the town of Banff. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for your time and the update and happy holidays to you, Mayor. Thanks, Andrew. That is Banff Mayor Karen Sorensen.